Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I am so delighted that you're here again listening to another episode. Um, This show is all about connecting you with um, people that are going to help you. They're going to help you during your journey. Um, And, you know, even more importantly than that, that you're going to feel like someone understands, someone's been there before, um, so that you're not alone. You don't feel alone in your journey. A podcast once saved me. And um, even though I was in a dark time in my life, you know, and I didn't want to speak to anybody, I could listen in my ears and I could listen quietly and nobody else needed to know you know, what I was listening to. And it just helped me feel like part of a community. So I hope that that's what this show does for you. So today I have a very new friend to me. Her name is Gina Clark. Um, I've just started speaking with her a few minutes ago and I can already tell her heart is like amazing. So welcome Gina to the show. How are you? Thank you. I am wonderful and thank you for having me. And I can also tell that your heart is amazing, Nelia. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. So I'm just going to tell you what this episode's about and introduce Gina for you. Um, Do you guys ever wish that you could live a more creative life, but you get blocked, stuck, or struggle to find time to be creative? I know that I do. Um, Gina Clark is an artist, a writer, a certified Kaizen Muse creative coach, sorry, creativity coach, who believes everyone, even the most logical people, can be creative with just a few tweaks. Kaizen Muse uses small steps, mindfulness, and intuition to gradually build creative momentum without overwhelm. This is a part that is like stands out for me. Um, Gina is the founder of Gina Clark Creative, an online community that provides creative resources and coaching for people looking to ignite their creativity. She especially loves to help her fellow left brain creatives and analytical artists and believes that embracing your creativity is the ultimate act of self care. Gina lives in Kenora, Ontario, with her husband, three children, two cats, and a very active mini Australian shepherd. I love this so much. It's awesome. I love, I have a pug myself. (laughs) Very sweet. So yeah, yeah, Gina's a a fellow Canuck, so I'm especially excited to have her here. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Yes, I always love supporting fellow Canucks. It's uh, (laughs) I don't know. I think we have to lift each other up a little bit and have our voices heard. So this is fantastic. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited to be here today. Awesome. And thank you for everything that you do. It sounds like you're really in tune with who you are and you're trying to help others. And 
you know, that's what, to me, that's what life is all about. You know, life isn't about us really. It's about what we do with it. Right. So thank you for helping all those people. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how this all started? Sure. Um, I, I spent a long time, I, I probably a good couple of decades, um, not quite feeling like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but there was nothing for me to complain about. So I pushed it aside for, you know, a long time. Um, and when I say nothing to complain about, I mean, I had, you know, a great husband, my kids are great, they're funny. Um, we live in a comfortable house, uh, decent job, like, you know, what I kept coming back to was sort of that self blame, like, what's your problem? Why do you feel like this? Um, you don't have anything to complain about. So just, you know, chin up and carry on. There's, there's nothing bad happening. Um, but despite that, I still felt like something was tugging at me. Um, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. Um, so about five years ago, um, I think I was around 44 at the time, I started to have panic attacks. Um, and there was some stuff going on in my life that probably contributed to that. But um, I think that some of this, you know, pent up what I know now to be creativity uh, contributed to that. Um, so when I started having these panic attacks, I uh, saw my doctor and was diagnosed with uh, general anxiety disorder. Um, and I started trying things to make myself feel better. Um, and I, it, it also hit me that I had been anxiety ridden my entire life, but didn't know it. Uh, I thought everybody felt like that all the time <laughs> and worried and, you know, catastrophized uh, things and, and, you know, hearing that that wasn't the case, I kind of set out to see what I could do to make myself feel better. Um, so I learned a lot about the brain neuroplasticity and how we can do things and make small changes in our life to you know change our neural pathways and how we think and how we react to things um and as part of that I started to dabble with my creativity um and I had I had uh I had been an art history major um in university way back in the day um and but I never, I never did anything with it. Uh, I ended up becoming a police officer of all things um, and did that for quite some time. Uh, and, and then I worked in public administration. Uh, so I, I was really good at choosing really responsible jobs that you know, were stable. Um, and and I, I guess essentially I was afraid of that creative part of me and letting it out uh, because who knows what might happen, right? <laughs> I might go off and, you know, be some crazy artist or, you know, whatever these myths are that we have. Um, so yeah, but, it, but I, what I found was the more I dabbled and I just did small things and the more I told myself it didn't matter, um, that I wasn't making a masterpiece or writing, you know, 
an opus novel. Um, that was okay because I was starting to heal myself through creativity and I could feel it. Um, so as the years went on, I uh, felt better and better. I embraced my creativity more and more. I realized that that's what I was missing. That's what had been tugging at me all these years. Um, and I thought, you know, I want to share this with other people because I really feel that so many people could um, heal or just embrace their true selves mm -hmm. if they embrace their creativity. Um, and I think a lot of people are afraid to do that or they have ideas about what that means. And, and I want to break down those myths and help people um, move past their blocks um, and just experience the uniqueness of themselves. I love that so much. And, and you don't have to be good at your, what you're creating. It's not about that. It's all about uh, letting your feelings out. Sometimes that's the only way we can do it. If we, if we're that, you know, the creative person, right. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. That's, um, it's funny. Cause when, as you were talking, I, I feel so many similarities with you, which means that a lot of our listeners do too. And, you know, sometimes we think, why, why am I unhappy? Why do things not seem right? You know, I have a roof over my head. I have all these things, but sometimes we, like you said, we choose the responsible things um, so that we can provide for our families. And, you know, we become an adult and all these things and we forget who we are and we forget what we're about. And it really clogs our soul kind of like it, it just, yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. What is it about the art? Is it about letting just being free and not having to think about it and, and just, um, I don't know. It's sort of like, it's limitless, right? Like, what is it for you that, 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 is part of like I don't know how to say this but what is is it just the free-flowing is it I don't know uh, I want to go back to to clogs your soul because I absolutely love that um <laughs> because that's what life can do to us it can clog our souls and this is a way of cleansing that um and it absolutely is like a flow uh, for me, I find I, I, I became very uh, interested in mindfulness um, and meditation uh, when I was going through um, my episode of anxiety. Um, and I find creativity to be very mindful and very similar. Mm. Um, I found that a lot of the lessons that we learn through mindfulness and practicing yoga are very similar to the ones that we learn with creativity. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it is about practice. Uh, so I, I want to touch again on something that you said about it, it. It's about, it's not about the product and that's not, that's not how I work with people. Um, so if you're looking for somebody to help you, you know, bang out a, a large oil painting in four weeks. I, I'm not necessarily your person. I really, I really want to help people um, move creativity into their lives and and help them feel uh, like they're fully within themselves while they're doing it. And it absolutely doesn't matter what it looks like. I mean, I've I started by using my kids' art supplies. Um, I didn't have any of my own stuff. Uh, I just, 
I just picked up crayons or pencil crayons. Yeah. Maybe, you know, grabbed a paper towel if there wasn't any nice paper. I mean, there certainly wasn't any nice paper. It was a piece of construction paper. Um, and, and that's okay. And, and it just was so freeing for me and it is so freeing for me and I just get completely lost in it. Um, so, you know, all of that stuff that's going on in your head and that little hamster wheel, it just seems to go away. It's, it's so true. And, and again, I can relate because I have one son, he's 14 now, but when he was little, you know, I would enjoy the creativity more than he would. It was like, okay, here's a construction paper. And he'd be like, mommy, I'm hungry. I'm like, well, I'm having fun. You know, like I'm really feeling good right now. You know, yeah. I also suffer from anxiety. I suffer from depression, PTSD, all the things. And, and, um, I love like my thing is music. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do do art, but I'm not very good at it. But like you said, it doesn't matter. It's just how it makes me feel. And it's just, everything just goes away. Like I know for me, when I was diagnosed with anxiety, um, I was angry, but then I was relieved because I'm like, this is what it is. Like, until you know what it is, you feel like you're so afraid of like, what am, what's happening to me, right? Am I having a heart attack? What is happening? How yeah. did you feel when you were first um, diagnosed? I, well, exactly like what you said, I felt when it was happening, like I was going crazy mm. um, because I was having these panic attacks would like wave over me for no apparent reason. There would be nothing happening in my external world And it was like, there were two voices in my head. One voice was saying, nothing's happening right now. You don't need to react like this. You don't need to be, feel afraid of anything. But then another voice was just pushing me into that, you know, absolute panic mode. Um, So yeah, when I was diagnosed, I was also, it was a relief. It was actually a, a really big relief because it explained a lot. Mm. Um, and I, I actually, uh, started taking medication, which yeah. I still take. Yeah. And that was a game changer for me. And I know that that's, you know, not the solution for everyone. Um, but for me, um, it's completely changed how I operate in the world. I, I didn't, like I said before, I didn't realize that I had anxiety. I just thought, you know, I was always a kid that worried and, mm. and, uh, everybody, everybody thinks the way I do and apparently they don't. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely allowed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to take something that my brother-in-law likes to say, like it allowed me to have a bus stop for my thoughts. Like they can stop at the bus stop. Yes. Before they come out or before they become uncontrollable. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's amazing. You know, and I'm so glad that you said that because if you don't suffer from it and you don't know what it's like, then you don't understand when people say what you just said and what Mm -hmm. I've just said is that you just don't know. So you feel like you're going crazy and people are like, what are you talking about? I don't get it. But when you have that and you feel somebody else describe it the same way that you feel it's helpful. Like it's validating that somebody else gets it, you know, and, and it is me and it is you, but there's so many people out there 
that um, are feeling this and they don't know what it is. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, medication's not for everybody. Um, for me, I couldn't start the other healing parts until I was on medication because it just helped me to relax enough to be able to be creative and do all those things. But um, everybody is different. Do you agree that the cre like oh, being open to the creativity and all in it was the biggest gift that you gave yourself that changed everything? 100%, 100%. There's um, the things that I'm doing right now with the creativity coaching um, uh, and just creative community that I'm building. There's days when it's hard and there's days when, you know, I, I, I work another job. So there's days where I'm like, why am I doing this? This is, you know, I'm, I don't have time. You know, you have all those thoughts running through your head that you know is this is this worth all of this time and energy um and so I've made a habit of asking myself well are you going to stop then and the answer is always a uh, hard no so you don't have a choice no I absolutely know that this is mm. is feel, it, it's actually um helped me feel alive in a way that I haven't felt for, cry because yeah. I love this so much yeah <sighs> Yeah. And I want to, I want to go back to something you had mentioned about music. Um, I want to be really clear about how I define creativity and it's, it's not narrow. It's very broad. Mm. Um, I think anything where you are, you know, problem solving or um, feeling something is creative. So your creativity could be music, cooking, gardening. It could be organization. Um, that, you know, that could, could get you your creative juices really flowing. It's not necessarily, you know, picking up a paintbrush um, or drawing. And I'm not, uh, I just wrote about this um, in my last email I sent. I'm not a technically proficient artist. Um, I had a very, very interesting experience with a drawing class I had to take in university. And it was absolutely painful. <laughs> like I just didn't everybody else was in the program. They were going to be professional artists. Like that's what they were there for. I was this art history kid who had to take the class. Um, and like, I just, I just don't draw well. And they could just see things the way I, I couldn't see what they were even seeing for mm -hmm. them to put it down on the paper. Um, but the next year I had to take a class called basic design. Um, and in that class, what the professor did he, he, would, he would come to class and say, your assignment is about color. Hand it in in two weeks. Oh. And that was it. And, and, and there were people who struggled with that. I thrive. direction. Yeah, because yes. it's so open. It's like interpreted. Yes. I love that so much. Yeah, and it was so it was very much about... Um, it wasn't about being technically proficient in anything. It was about being creative and using your imagination and, and following your heart and soul. Like what spoke to you about that? Mm. Um, and that's what I really want to try to connect people with is that, that heart and soul, that, that creativity. Um, yeah. So it's very, and, 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 I guess too, uh, I struggled when I was first starting to be creative. I started looking online 
for some resources. Mm. And I found a lot of um, you know, tutorials or uh, websites that were very specific to one kind of technique, like watercolor painting or, you know, pottery. And that, it just didn't resonate with me because I just got, like, that's not what I want. I just want, I just want creativity. I don't want a tutorial. Um, and that's how I came across the creativity coaching. I didn't even know it was a thing <laughs> until it popped up in my Google search. Um, and I was like, yes, this is what mm. I want to teach people. This is what I want to share with people. Um, because oh, I want people for you to yeah. moment, you know, oh yes, this is yeah. what I'm trying to describe. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so what I support people with is not learning a technique. It's, it's bringing out their own unique selves into the world through creativity. And that, you know, that's the process. I love it. It's like, so Gina, it's like, you're saying to me, you don't teach them the skill of art. You teach them like the skill of their intuition and figure yes. out what connects them. Yes. To something more. Right. Cause yes. at the end of the day, we all have to find the thing that, like you said, ma it makes you feel alive. We all, we all have something that, um, you know, and it could be a, like, a, it could be a combination of two or three things. But we're important, like we need to realize that we're worthy enough to take that time. You know, everybody's busy. You become an adult and it's like busy, 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 busy. And you lose yourself sometimes, whether it's in your marriage or your career or just being a mom or a dad or whatever it is. And I, I had this a similar journey. And, and now my business, Travel, Live, Give, is all about how to um, help the anxiety. Like for me, I feel like giving to others and I want to teach people how to create, um, again, creativity, but not in an art way, right? So, because you were you mm -hmm. were talking about that, but more um, creating, figuring out what they love to do and creating a project somewhere else in the world, like taking that a step further and, and helping people get that, you know, because it's so much more peaceful and it's so much more um, grounding. And isn't that what life is really about? You know, like being on the other side now, you're probably looking back going, oh my God, why didn't I see this sooner? But it comes when it comes, right? I mean, you wouldn't be here today if it weren't for all those things and you searching for something. So I think this is really going to be huge because I think it's going to really help so many people and people maybe don't even realize they need it. But when you start to take time out for yourself, I mean, don't you find that now you're, you can show up better in all the other parts of your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what was huge for me um, was starting to say no to things. Mm. Um, and that included um, no's to my family. Um, and they were, they were self-imposed barriers that I had put on myself. Mm. You know, like, oh, I can't, you know, my family expects me to do da, da, da. And when I slowly started saying, no, I can take an hour to myself mm. 
to honor my creativity. That's okay. The whole world isn't going to fall apart if I do this. Um, everything started getting better. And there was a, you know, there was a little family rebellion, I'll say, you know, because at first they're like, what? Mom's like not at my beck and call yes. all the time. But they got used to it pretty quick, you know, and, and now they know. They know if, if um, and obviously I try to bring my kids uh, along for the creative ride whenever I can, but there's times that it's just for me and I've set those boundaries now. Um, I've, I've also, you know, I say no to more outside things that don't, you know, fill my cup. Um, Without feeling guilty. Like I'm sure yeah. you felt guilty at yes. first, like, cause I did as well. But you're yeah. like, you know, and then people just are like, yeah, they just don't rely on you. Because sometimes you do get people who rely on you too much. Like it's it, there's a mm -hmm. difference between being there for somebody and doing everything for somebody. Like there's a big yeah. difference, you know. I had a yeah. moment too where uh, I think my son was like eight or nine. And, you know, I got myself a chair, went into the driveway, made a big sign, said mommy on strike. I sat out there with this big sign. Everybody's looking at me like, what a horrible mom, right? And had a book, opened the book and just was like, he's like, mom, I'm thirsty. I don't have any clothes to wear. I'm like, you might've been a little older, maybe around 10. And I was like, honey, mommy on strike. And he's like, dad, there's something wrong. Like with mom, my husband was at work. He's like, there's something wrong. And he's like, um, okay, we can discuss it later. So he comes home at night and he was like, what was going on today? Is everything all right? And I'm like, it's amazing like everything is just great and then the next day he was like mom can I please have this and I'm like absolutely you know but you yep. you, you have to learn boundaries because it's 24 hours in a day and like you I work full-time too and I have those days and you know I'm sure you agree that those days where you just don't know is this worth it you remember how it makes you feel you remember how the people that you're trying to help and that makes you excited again that makes all the tiredness and, and all those hard days go away right and it's something you yeah. need to do because I think from just hearing you speak it's almost like I feel and tell me if I'm wrong but I feel like this is kind of your therapy too to get through your anxiety so if you stop you know things might start to crumble again right so it's like a need now yeah yeah absolutely um it it's and it, it's, it's not like it's a switch flips and all of a sudden you're not anxious or you're not, you're suddenly, you know, 100% um, in touch with your creativity forever and all time. That's right. not how it works. It's an ebb and a flow. Um, mm. I struggle with the same creative blocks that everyone else does. Um, and that's part of what I do when I work with people is to help normalize that. Mm. Um you know, professional artists, um, famous people, they all have the same blocks we do. <laughs> we might not see it, but they, they procrastinate. They feel overwhelmed sometimes. Um, they are perfectionists and that gets in the way of their creativity. All of us go through that. Um, what I'm trying to do is give people tools to move through that. And, and, and again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to yoga and mindfulness. It's all a practice. And there's days where your practice isn't fantastic and it might not feel great and it might not work, but you keep doing it and you keep doing it. And as you do, it becomes easier and easier to get back to that, that point where you feel centered and whole again. It, it's not such a long path. 
Um, so yeah, for sure. When, yeah, when you're starting to work with someone, I'm just curious, do you find some resistance at first when, when things aren't happening as quickly as they would like? Cause like you said, it's a habit, like you have to, it's, it's a process and things might come out like, um, during the beginning of this whole coaching that it is difficult and, you know, people might want to stop, but how, I don't know. I just, I'm just curious, some of the clients that you work with, do you find some resistance or do you find some, um, emotions coming out when you're, when you're just starting out with them? Definitely. Um, but the thing that is, I'll say different with Kaizen Muse, um, as opposed to, you know, some other types of coaching, um, is it's all about small, gradual steps, which means small, gradual successes. Mm. Um, when, when I'm coaching somebody and a lot of resistance is coming up, um, we talk about what the next tiny, small mm. step is that they can take. And, and, and that's led by the client. Um, but we explore that uh, because what often happens when we're trying to change something is we give ourselves unrealistic deadlines. We have unrealistic expectations. We want things to move faster. We wanna be able to do things sooner. Um, and that just leads to more discouragement, guilt, and shame. Um, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'll never be able to. Um, so if we start with something really small and we succeed at that, it's like a little bit of creative momentum that gives us a push into the next small step. Mm -hmm. um, and what we also do, what I like to do with people is um, we always do something during our session. We, there is an experience, you are actually doing the work in the session. We're not just talking about it and then you go away and come back again in a week. Mm -hmm. um, if the next small step is pulling out your art supplies and looking at them to see what you have, mm. we're gonna do that on the call. If the client, again, client-led, if the client is, is agreeable to that. Um, and it is absolutely amazing what that can do to help people move through their blocks. Mm. Just those little tiny successes. Um, and really that's what, that's what lights me up. When I see, when I see that light bulb go off or that epiphany where they, you know, connected again, mm. even if it's in a, in a tiny way, it, it's just like, it's exhilarating. I love it. It's like people have come alive. It's like you get just as much as they get, you know what I mean? Like you receive so much, like just as much. I love your approach um, to the small steps. You know, I had a guest once on the show who described to me, it sounded so simple, but I, it's always in my mind. You can't take one step forward and one step back at the same time, you mm -hmm. know, and it just has to be like movement. Right. So sometimes, you know, we live in a generation, I think, and me and you are exactly the same age. So we live in a generation where everything is like gratifying, like quick, you know, like kids growing up with, oh, I need this right now. And you get it online and it's there. <laughs> like it just magically mm -hmm. appears. And to take those small steps, sometimes we don't have patience enough to do it. So I love, because you want to see the results, right? But that's not how it works. So I love that you do that because 
um, also every milestone, every small step, you feel like you're moving forward because you're achieving something a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, although it might be smaller than taking big steps, it's more of them. And and you take your time through the journey, you know? So I love that so much. Yeah. And that's what the word Kaizen means. The founder of, of Kaizen Muse, Jill Bodonsky, um, who's brilliant um, and an amazing teacher. She, um, she borrowed that word. It's actually used in a lot of uh, business settings and management settings. It's a Japanese word that means continuous improvement through small steps. Oh, I love um, that. Yes. yes. So it, it's, you know, cause, cause we're all, we're all afraid of change. Most of us are terrified of change, which is why we get stuck. Um, and if we make the steps smallest, small enough, it um, stops those fear responses in our brain from going off. They're not, you know, being alarmed and saying, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Like, we can't do this. This is too much. Um, if we can disarm those, it's just a much kinder, gentler way to create change within ourselves. And, and I'm guilty and I still definitely struggle with this. You know, I wanna plow through things. Mm. I wanna muscle through. I wanna just like be chin up and, and, and just get it done, um, which is useful for some things, but it's, you know, it's not really a kind way to save that for your job or save that for the gardening you don't want to get done or the dishes or that are sitting there you know but when it comes to us like so it was mother's day not too long ago and um i had so many things to do and i thought okay i need to stop and do the things that i'm teaching so what can i do so i just grabbed some rocks from the garden grabbed some paint and i sat there my son's like what are you doing (laughs) now he's 14 he's still asking me these questions Uh I'm like I'm gonna paint ladybug rocks he's like really (laughs) I'm like yeah and I sat there he's like don't you want to do anything I'm like it's there's COVID what are we gonna do for Mother's Day I said you want to join me he said nope I said okay so I sat there for about two hours and I painted all these ladybug rocks and I lost myself in what I was doing and it was so nice because it was this piece and I was like although there's not much you can do that was like the best one of the best mother's day because I took time out for me and, and and it still looks beautiful at the end of the day right and then you get back to all the rush and all the things but you have to take those breaks like you can't have life like that all the time I don't think that's realistic but you do need to carve that out no I love that I love that you did that that's exactly it that's exactly it just just bringing awareness to that right mm. bringing awareness to so good slowing down and doing something for ourselves. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if there's people listening to the show right now that, that think they don't have time, um, that used to be me and you have to choose to have the time, you know, start with 10 minutes, then you're going to like it so much. It'll be 20 minutes and then you're going to really enjoy it. And you're, you're going to be like, like I do stained glass as well. And, I was like, oh, I don't have the time to sit here and do this. And then five hours goes by and it's like, mom, I want dinner, mom. And I'm like, okay, now I'm getting to be a little bit, you know, you have to have balance mm-hmm. with everything, but you can get so lost and you, you just show up better for everybody else too. So I think it's so important. So if there's somebody out there listening, like connect with Gina, because, you know, she really 
it sounds to me that she really tries to connect you with the thing that drives you. So you, you'll help them find what that is, right? I mean, you'll try different things and. And it might be more than one thing. Mm. And, and that's where I got stuck for a long time because I knew I wanted to be creative or I wanted to do creative things, but I was like, am I a writer? Am I a painter? Am I something else? I don't know. And one day I was like, wait, I can be all of those things if I want to be. I like, there's no limit. There's yes, no limit. I love it. it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can be a musician and make stained glass and paint ladybug rocks. Like that's all allowed. There's no creativity police that are going to come out and say, you can't do all those things. So um, yeah, absolutely. And being a writer, it sounds so professional. I mean, you could just take like, just think of it maybe like a person who likes to write like yeah. sometimes when you put writer or musician it's like so professional title that you feel like you have to be actually good at it you don't have to it's just a form of expression right yeah absolutely and uh yeah i i want to um i want to bring up two things that uh that jill used to always say to us and i use them a lot for myself and with my clients um you know make something small and crappy that's okay it doesn't have to be a masterpiece it doesn't have to be a symphony um it can be anything just feel okay with making something small and crappy you are still being creative um and 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 the other thing that she she likes to say is do it anyways Mm. so when you hear that little voice of resistance in your head i don't have enough time i only have five minutes so what I'm going to do it anyway mm. you know I don't know how to use oil paints who am I to think I can do this so what I'm going to do it anyway it just silences that little voice um yeah do it and let's just yep yep wow I have this if I could share something personal with you I have this little uh box where I've created things even if it's plaster scene and I let them harden um and it like the ugliest things that like humanly possible like I don't know how I made something so ugly but I've kept all these things because sometimes when I'm really upset I open this box and I look and I'm like I remember I was really angry when I did that I remember when I was really this made me so happy that day I remember I was crying and I made this and I just kind of keep it as a memory of the feelings that I had when I created it as opposed to how good the product is you know, yeah. and that's really helped me so much. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's like, you know, it's helping you get back in touch with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, if I could show you I my flying it. monkey that I did with plaster scene, it's like, oh, you know. oh <laughs> but I remember I some how I felt. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I had to, uh, when I was in that drawing class, I lived with my sisters um, in an apartment and I used to bring my stuff back. And we would just laugh, <laughs> laugh. <laughs> like it was so bad, but, but I loved it. And I felt, actually, I felt really proud mm. um, that I made it through that class and I was okay with how it looked. Yeah. It, it sounds funny. like it, so many feelings came up just from that moment. Mm. Like the feelings of when you're actually creating it, you probably had self-doubt mm. and fear and all those things, but then you were proud. You had laughing over it. Like, yeah so much can happen in that moment as you know, but if you don't take the time to really like be mindful and all the things you were talking about, you miss all those, all those opportunities. 
yeah. to feel more than just crappy. Yeah. You know? We learn so much from our failures and we learn so much from the process. I love that. So much from the process. Yeah. What would be like a first step to somebody discovering like kind of what, what their choice is like right at the beginning when they're like, Oh, I don't have any skills or what would be the first thing maybe that you would, you would, you know, maybe say to them. Um, I think I might work through a guided relaxation with the person Mm -hmm. um, and just set up a scenario where they're exploring and perhaps they come upon something and they receive a message Mm -hmm. um, and just for them to listen to what that message might be and the message, you know, for a lot of people, it's not, it's not a voice or words. It could be all kinds of things. It could be imagery. It could be sound. It could be color. Mm. Um, it also could be something that doesn't come to you that day, mm-hmm. but you've planted that seed. Um, and just let them sit with that and, and see what comes up. Because um, there's probably something in there. There's, yeah. there's got to be. Yeah. They, they, I love that because you're, you're already testing them to to do something that perhaps they never thought to do before. So already you're changing yeah. the way that they think, right? Yeah. And it's a way of unclogging that soul, right? <laughs> getting, getting the dirt and grime away. Um, yeah. So, and, and uh, I, I think I'd also do some exercises with them. We might do some sort of uh, free writing exercise or uh, um, we, I try to change things up with people and maybe have them draw something without looking at the paper mm-hmm. or draw something with their non-dominant hand. Um, and all of those are just ways of opening up those creative channels and, and getting them to listen to themselves. Um, yeah, they might stumble upon something they never thought, like it could even be movement yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Love. And I've been, you know, surprised myself when I've done these mm. exercises, what's come up. Um, oh, cool. for, for an example, there was, uh, there was a story that I, um, had wanted to write and I had started, uh, and I never finished it. And it was, you know, somewhere in the cobwebs of my computer, <laughs> but it always sort of niggled at me that I hadn't finished it. Um, so when I was going through the creativity coaching, we had to pair up and do you know, uh, practice coaching in front of our peers. And, and I thought, ah, I'm going to bring up this story because, you know, maybe like, I don't know why I'm not finishing this story, not thinking anything of it. And uh, so we did some of these exercises and a guided relaxation and um, I became really emotional. Mm. I didn't know where it came from because I certainly wasn't feeling emotional before I started the session or anything like that uh and it came up that I was really afraid about uh my mom reading it and how she would react and it wasn't even it wasn't anything sensitive or it it was just you know something that was deeper inside of me that I didn't even know I was fighting against Mm. but once I knew that I was able to move through it um and and finish it yay Um, yeah and they and what the the person that was coaching me did they had me pull up the story during the session um and and again that was something 
because I had built this up in my mind that, you know, it's terrible and there's hardly anything there. And I don't know, like, I don't even know where I'm going to find it. It's going to take forever. And like, I pulled it up in two minutes Mm. and I'm like, oh, there's actually like a pretty good outline here. Like there's, I can work with this. And it just made all everything go away. Oh, that's fun. I love hearing stories Um, like this. This is amazing. Yeah. Because it's, you have to let go of the fear of being judged, right? Even if it's your mom, like you, you just, oh my God, this is so Yeah, really. I mean, almost all of the blocks, all of our blocks are related to fear, Mm. right? I mean, fear is, is what drives so many of these things that don't help us move through life with ease. So Mm. yeah, the more we can disarm those little fear responses, the easier it's going to be. And so many of us, I don't know about you, but so many of us also have the fear of being successful. It's like, what if I'm really good at that? Why do we, why are we afraid of those things? It just doesn't make sense mentally, but so many of us are afraid of doing well at something. I don't know if it's fear of people thinking that, you know, we think we're better than them because we have the skill. I don't know, but we should celebrate that. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, maybe it's our generation because we are the same age and more and more I talk to people our age. I think we're coming up, you know, we're starting to realize these things because we weren't taught this when we were younger. I find the new generation is more sensitive in a way, more open mm-hmm. to themselves and which I'm so happy about. I really am. Yeah, no, I agree. Wow. I agree. But yeah, it's, it's tough to, um, and that's something I see too, is fear of success. Mm. It's, I think, I think for a lot of people, it means change. Um, a lot of people have issues around having too much money. Mm. You know, they want too much money, but you know, the actual thought of having too much money (laughs) or too much recognition is, is means they're, you know, it might mean to them that they're a bad person or I think people associate, like if you're, born into money or whether you work really hard for your money or whatever it is people look down on it like but why can't we celebrate the hard work of people and where they are why do we have to yeah. it's it's so true yeah but it, it's, i think it's about having that you know abundance mindset which mm-hmm. is something i i'm training myself to uh, to have too because well we're we're grown we we're conditioned to think that there's lack and there's not enough of anything and we have to compete for it and Mm. and I think it's also you know it's like thousands of years of patriarchy and and doing business a certain way and having society operate a certain way it's always from a lack mindset um but I, I believe that the universe is abundant and there's enough for everyone, but we just have to open ourselves up to that. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough to, it's tough to move, move to that mm-hmm. because of all of the conditioning we've received. But once you're in it, once you accept like all these things that you're teaching, um, once you accept that and you're there and you're on the other side, you look back saying, oh my God, like what a difference you know, why didn't, couldn't I embrace this sooner? And then you just, you know, it happened when it happened, when it was right to happen. You know, I love that. I'm, I'm so grateful for people like you, because I really do think you show people a different way of thinking, not just feeling, but just to express themselves. And, and 
being someone who suppressed their feelings for 12 years, I would have loved to have something like this be taught to me back then. So thank you for, you know, for everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for having me and, and helping, <laughs> you know, get this message out there. Appreciate Absolutely. it so much. <laughs> I would love for people to try some of these things and to connect with you and then just get back to me and let me know how it went because um, I love seeing the transformations, you know, I would even have loves for somebody to try some of the things that you're saying, and then come and be a guest. Maybe we could do something, you know, the three of us, just to see how, you know, how this actually worked for them and all the positive changes that it's made, like, that would be fantastic to see somebody wow. actually go through it, right? That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody's listening and you want to get in touch with Gina, I mean, so what, what are the best ways that somebody can get a hold of you, Gina? Uh, well, uh, you can find me on the web at ginaclarkcreative.com. Um, so all kinds of information there. I've recently started a Facebook group called the Creativity Collab. Um, and, and it is going to be uh, just a supportive place for creative people to share their work, um, share their struggles, get support when they need it. Um, you know, cause creativity likes to mount rebellions every now and again. <laughs> I love um, that. yeah. And just be, you know, really drama free. Um, but yeah, people are also looking to, uh, you know, go further with unlocking their own creativity. I have, uh, I have a free guide. Um, and you can find that on my website. It's uh, five simple ways to unlock your creativity. Um, so yeah, I recommend that they go check. I'm going to go check it out. And I want to be a part of your group because I think it would help me to continue doing the work that I'm doing as well. You never stop, right? So it's like oh. a process. There's no, there's no cure. There's no end to it. So I think it's great. Is there anything we didn't talk about today that you wanted to share? Um, I, I don't think so. I think, uh, yeah, we touched on so much. It was it was just a great conversation. It was like talking to an old friend. Oh, that's great. That's how I feel too. I just, you know, when you talk about things like I'm normally very quiet, but when I talk about things that are uh, passionate to me and, and I see transformations and other people who are trying to teach that, it, it fires me up, you know, like it's yeah. just so comfortable. It's like where I sit most comfortable. So I'm glad yeah. I really enjoyed our conversation as well. Thank you Thank so you. much for, for everything and, and for coming on and um, yeah, just, you know, sharing your, your personal story as well. Cause I think that really helps connect the story, you know, what you're doing and why you do it. And it shows your passion and it shows um, that this isn't just a job, you know, this is, this is something you've invested your, your life in this because it also helps you as well. Like you said, you receive just as much as you give sometimes even more, right? So continue all the great work you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You as well. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.